Sky Sports Radio, combined with Harness Racing New South Wales, brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning. Welcome to On The Pace. I hope your Monday has started well. I hope over the weekend, if you had a bet, you did so successfully. If you follow the Harness Racing, you would have heard of the name Rock and Roll Do. He is good. Maybe very good. Maybe. We don't like to use this word very often. Maybe he's a champion. I think he could be. I'm Michael Guerin. The next Mick you're going to hear from is Michael Stanley from Victoria. He is the man lucky enough and talented enough to train rock and roll do who went to Melton on Saturday night, sat parked and obliterated, obliterated his rivals in the Victoria Cup. Where is he going next? How is he going to get there? We're about to find out. Mick Stanley, two days after the demo job at Melton, are you still scratching your head and going, wow, did we just do that? Yeah, morning, Mick. Um, yeah, definitely are. It's, uh, yeah, it was quite surreal. And, um, yeah, sometimes I said uh, yesterday to, uh, to my dad, when you train and drive these horses, you don't... Um, you probably don't get to sit back and see what they've actually done. It's you know, you, I just see him as as uh, Hendo, our horse, and um, yeah, he's a good horse and that. But yeah, probably a couple of days on now, watching the replay, probably a hundred times, um, you can appreciate uh, what he actually done. For those who didn't see the race on Saturday night, he sat parked outside a chariots of fire winner and a horse who was first past the post in the Inter Dominion and expensive ego. Uh, who did underperform, but he crushed him. When you were sitting parked, Mick, and we'll call you Mick because that's what most people call you, when you were sitting parked with a lap to go in the Victoria Cup, were you thinking you could still win, or were you thinking top three would be good from here? Um, I was still really confident that we could still win, um, because when we went past the winning post with a lap to go, he was really he was really strong on the bit, you know, travelling really well. So, and then probably as we got a little bit further on to um, straightening into the back straight, Luke just um, gave uh, expensive ego a little tap up, and he didn't really he didn't really dash up like the expensive ego that um, that we know. So when that happened, and I was still travelling so strong, um, you know, my confidence grew grew even more down the back straight. It must have been a wonderful feeling to, to have the race one 100 metres from the finish. It's your local iconic race, and um, you were sort of cruising up the Melton Strait, had time for the salute. We don't see the salute from you very often, and it must have been cool just to have that experience to enjoy it rather than having to drive him out to the line. Yeah, it really was. I mean, you know, these races, um, Victoria Cup is is what you got, you know, spent our childhood going to, to Mooney Valley, um, you know, just on Victoria Cup nights to be a part of it. And, you know, you get nervous as a kid just to just to be there. So to have the opportunity 100 metres out, um, you know, I, I had a look at, to my left on the, on the big screen, um, you know, to make sure nothing was swooping. And then, yeah, to be able to enjoy that last 100 metres um, in a Victoria Cup was was uh, really special. It's just something that you, you don't get to do. 
All right, Nick, when we spoke on Saturday night, the plan was to head to the New Zealand Cup. This is a whole different kettle of fish. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, and you were telling me you are flying on Thursday to New Zealand. Is that still the plan? Yep, no, we're, we're locked in. So, um, yeah, he'll be he'll be on the plane. I think they leave about 3 o'clock uh, Thursday morning, early Thursday morning, he, himself and copy that. Um, so, um, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's the goal. And, um, yeah, I'll head off. I think I'll head off um, late Friday and... Uh, meet him in Christchurch. So, um, yeah, uh, really exciting and looking forward to getting over there. Okay, that obviously is to go to the IRT New Zealand Cup, which is four weeks today on the 8th of November. But, Mick, for people who don't understand how this all works, you have to fly from, I'll make sure I get this right, uh, Melbourne to Auckland, then you have to float to the South Island, which is not dissimilar from floating to Melbourne to, for example, Hobart, because you have to cross a big body of water. Is that how you're doing it? Is that what lies ahead of Rock and Roll do this week? Yeah, that's exactly right, Mick. Um, look, I think they said they used to shuttle from Auckland to Christchurch before COVID, but since COVID hit, that service has been terminated. So there was talk that they might try and <clears throat> try to to get a, a shuttle uh, flight for those horses. Um, the thoroughbreds obviously have their carnival too, and there's a few that wanted to fly, but um, that would only get him there. If we waited for that shuttle flight, if it did go ahead, would only get him there a few days before the New Zealand Cup. And, yeah, if we waited that long and, and um, you know, it didn't go ahead, it, it just wasn't going to be ideal. So we just wanted to get him there as early as we could to... Um, to let him settle in over there, and if something does go wrong, he doesn't travel that well. Where, as you said, there's a month until the New Zealand Cup. We have plenty of time to to uh, get him ready instead of uh, making a last minute dash in three weeks' time. The lead up race to the New Zealand Cup, the most major one, is the Ashburton Flying Stakes. It's two weeks today on New Zealand's Labor Day. Therefore, it is on a Monday. It's a 2,400 metre standing start against. The big guns, self-assured, Spankham, South Coast, Arden. Is that where you're going, and will that give you your best idea of what you're up against and what you need to change or give him more experience with heading into the Cup? Yeah, that is the plan um, for, the, for, the, um, for the moment. Mick is, is definitely, because um, as everyone knows, he hasn't had a race under those standing star conditions. He's, he's only qualified... Um, with two horses in the trial. So, yeah, ideally that was another reason we wanted to get there early so we could give him that experience um, in that flying stakes, understanding star conditions. Um, yeah, and obviously you get a look at the opposition um, also at the same time, but more importantly just, just getting, getting him behind the tape in a full field and giving him that experience before he gets to uh, Cup Day. What are the challenges away from what was spoken about? For for example, for you, you have to be away from your family. You have to be away from the other horses in your care. Uh, as you mentioned, the standing start. There's also 20,000 people going to Addington, which we never see at a harness racing meeting in Australia. What are the things that you either haven't thought about or are now having to think about between now and four weeks tomorrow at Addington? Because... Mick, not many Australian-trained horses have ever won a New Zealand Cup, and now you have the second favourite who 
remarkably might be the favourite for the race by the time it comes around. Yeah, I think um, I think the standing start is probably our biggest challenge at the moment because he hasn't had one. But um, I'm not too concerned. I, I think um, I mean you have had the the chance to have a look at him on Saturday night. There, the, the big crowd and that won't that won't phase him. New surroundings won't phase him. He is he's the chillest of chilled um, horses. So. Um, none of that is a concern to me at all. Like he'll, he takes everything in his stride that way. So, um, yeah, and logistically, it is, it is really hard being uh, away from home for so long and probably more from being away from Jen and the girls more than more than the horses, um, you know, because I know Jen and, and Matt and Audrey here will, um, you know, look after them. Matt and Audrey have been with us for, for a very long time, so... Um, you know the horses will be well well looked after, and um, yeah, just just more probably missing uh, missing the girls for for so long than anything. But um, you don't get these opportunities very often in life. So um, yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully we can get the girls over there um, New Zealand Cup week to to be there with us anyway. Have you campaigned horses in New Zealand before? And Second part to that question, have you been to New Zealand Cup Day? Because it is something I think every Australian who's ever gone to it just went, wow, I've never seen anything like this before. Yeah, I've never been to, to New Zealand Cup Day. I've been to New Zealand a few times, but not Cup Day. So um, I've been really keen to get over there. So to actually get over there for my first New Zealand Cup and to be participating in it is going to be something a little bit extra than than just spectating, isn't it? So, um, yeah, really looking forward to it. And, um, yeah, so, you know, sharing that uh, sharing that time, I think, um, you know, my, my good mate, um, Scott Stenkins, is, is heading over as well as part of his media career. So I'll, I'll have him over there to uh, experience it with a little bit as well. So, um, yeah, it's going, it's going to be exciting. What about after the New Zealand Cup? Three days later, there is a New Zealand free-for-all over the sprint trip for 200000 Is that on the table? And more importantly for the futures punters listening to this, in New South Wales predominantly, or those on the app around Australia, what about the Inter-Dominions? Are you any chance of actually returning to Victoria for the Inter-Dominions after this? Yeah, look, the, the show day race, um, you know, will probably be, be a definite. You know, we've travelled a long way, so as long as he gets through the, the New Zealand Cup in, in good shape, obviously, um, you know, we'll, we will back up again while we're there. Um, and mainly the reason we'll, we will do that is we, we, we will most likely miss the Inter-Dominion. Um, we haven't ruled it out. He'd want to, he'd want to return home ex, in extremely good shape, but at the moment... Um, you know, he's going to need to, to get a break at some stage. And we just feel that, um, you know, the, the, the prize money for the Inter-Dominion for four runs in two weeks. Um, and then he could also have the Vic Bread size stakes, since he's only a four-year-old, which would be another three runs in short space. So we probably felt that that would be our time to, to, give, him, to give him a spell when all the other horses are... They're going through those grueling campaigns, and then be getting ready for a for a Miracle Mile campaign, which is a lot more lucrative in prize money um, in the new year.
Mate, uh, he's a gelding, so hopefully he looks very sound to me. He looks a strong horse. We might have a horse here who could be sticking around for three or four years on the Grand Circuit. Have you spoken to Brendan James, the owner, about everybody talks about it? If things go well for the next year, popping over to the US, or is he a guy who wants to go backwards and forwards across the Tasman and compete in Auckland Cups and Miracle Miles here and maybe the race at Cambridge? Have you spoken about what the future holds for Rock and Roll Do? Yeah, it's interesting because I'm I'm one that would I would love to um, travel a horse to America one day um, to compete over there if. Um, Things went uh, our way and had the horse good enough. So um, we haven't really spoken about it as yet. We probably did a little bit more with Barroom Banner last year because he's such a um, such a brilliant miler. Um, but, um, yeah, I think the short term, yeah, next year, obviously, um, the Miracle Mile and, and then back to Cambridge for, for the race. If anyone has a slot there willing to uh, to give us one, um, He's high on our radar for the for the short term, um, and then yeah, who knows in a couple of years if he's still around racing really well, what what could happen? But um, yeah, we we wouldn't rule it out because I think uh, especially with Brendan, um, you know we're really ambitious, and uh, you don't get the opportunities with um, high class horses very often to do those things. So it's something that um, I'm sure that we will definitely talk about in the future. You raise an interesting point. Um, the race at Cambridge is the million-dollar slot race in New Zealand. But there's also a million-dollar slot race in Perth, which bizarrely is the same weekend. How harness racing managed to let this happen, I'll never know. Do you have any preference for one of those? Does one of those interest you more than the other? Because Victorians, most of the ones I deal with, don't have a particular buzz about going to Perth for some reason. Yeah, I think it's just because Perth, the Gloucester Park is such a hard track if you if you don't draw well. Um, so, and I'm not too sure Rock and Roll Do would be that suited to Gloucester Park. So, um, yeah, for for our horse um, personally, I, I would go to Cambridge over Gloucester Park. So, but you're right, it is it is um, how how we have two um, million dollar races on. The same week weekend baffles the mind, really. You know, surely we can, as, uh, you know, oscillators and harness racing, we need to work better with these things and all working together. But, you know, that's not the case. And maybe Perth done it on for a reason so that they could um, keep maybe their home state horses more prevalent in that race. I'm not I'm not too sure. But, um, yeah, it, it seemed a silly decision. But, yeah, at the moment for our horse, back to the question, it yeah, we probably would, would lean more to Cambridge and Gloucester Park. Are you excited, mate? I mean, I know you're thrilled about last Saturday, but that was a great race. But this is a whole new lifestyle you're getting into now. This is something which could be, along with your family, the pivotal part of your life over the next year or two. Are you excited about what lies ahead? Extremely excited. Um, you know, we, we spend a... Some people spend a lifetime in in racing and don't get to experience these things, so you have to be really excited. Um, you know, and we've we've been really lucky. We've trained um, quite a lot of uh, really good horses and been able to travel around Australia. We've we've travelled to every state in Australia to to race horses and and won Group Ones. Um, but to step up to the Grand Circuit level um, and be travelling to New Zealand, I've tried to get there a couple of times. Um, 
and it just hasn't panned out for me. So to to be here now and and actually uh, this close to heading over there, yeah, extremely excited. Mate, so are we. So are the Australasian harness racing fans. In fact, anybody who loves a good horse. We love a bit of trans-Tasman. We're looking forward to seeing how it develops, mate. And thank you for joining us on Sky Sports Radio. We'll be pestering you with updates <laughs> probably two weeks today, mate, when you'll be at Ashburton, a place most people listening to this will never go to. You're heading there. We'll be joining you via the phone in a couple of weeks. No, I'll look forward to it, Mick. Thanks very much. That's Mick Stanley, who won the Victoria Cup with Rock and Roll Do on Saturday night, and he is off to New Zealand to try and do what very, very few horses have done. Australian trained winners of the New Zealand Cup. Another guy who one day would love to get there is young Josh Gallagher. He's won an Inter-Dominion, so he knows what it's like to win a big race. And Good morning to you, Josh. Wouldn't it be great to go to New Zealand one day and race in a New Zealand Cup, mate? That'd be a bit of fun, wouldn't it? Yeah, hey, mate. Yeah, it'd be awesome to um, travel over to the Tasman and um, yeah, it'd be a real good good thrill to be a part of the weekend. Well, first, mate, you've got to go to Newcastle today. We have the New South Wales Harness today, kicking off at eight minutes past one, Josh. And you've got a nice book. I want to ask you about your drive in race two, Allura. Yeah, no, I haven't haven't had a chance to sit behind her. Um, Blake seen me on Saturday and asked if I could drive it, drive it for, her, for him. And, um, yeah, we're just going to slide across the first two and, take a sit on one of the better ones and um, Blake said she's only got a short dash in her so hopefully we can get out late and uh, be there and finish. Mate, in the third on the card you drive Barra Riley. Um, the form's pretty good but you've drawn outside the other favourites. Yeah, he's um, he's a bit of hot, hot and cold horse. He, um, he's got a bit of quirks to him and um, he got better nose at Penrith last start. Um, we're just going to go back and Hopefully he settles and um, hopefully there's good tempo up front and we can come one with one run down the outside. You have a tricky barrier draw, Josh, in the fourth on the card, driving Yarraman Markle from one on the second line. Uh, he's well on the market. What sort of chance do you give him in the fourth on the card today? Yeah, she's um, she's been really good of late. Um, I've driven her twice in the last three and they've both won, so... Um, I think I'll be three back to pegs, and um, it's not the worst spot in the world, but uh, hopefully we can get out around the turn somewhere, and um, yeah, she, she should be coming on good. Your drive in race five, it's down to Digger, gets a nice barrier draw, and won well at Penrith last time, but there's a hot pot on there called Peyton's Rock for Clayton Harmy. Is it a case that you've got to try and stay in front of that? Um, yeah, I'm not too worried. Um, I don't, I don't know a lot of about Peyton's Rock being first up from New Zealand. Um, he's going to a good trainer, Clayton Harmy, so um, he's always got him ready to go. But um, he might all stay outside on it at Penrith last week and um, surprised a lot of a lot of people. And um, yeah, I, I won't be too worried if I have to sit outside uh, Peyton's Rock if it goes forward. Mate, tomorrow we head to Menangle where it's Breeders' Crown Day in town. It's always nice to have the heats on a Tuesday afternoon. Um, you're driving a horse called King Tiger, who's a really good three-year-old, but he finds himself in a really good three-year-old field against my ultimate Byron and, and Muscle Bart. What do you make of King Tiger tomorrow up against some of the good boys? Yeah, it's... Uh... 
sorry about that. Um, it's a really good field. Um, probably the best field he's been in um, his preparation. Um, we're just going to have to find a spot and and um, just let him run home. So um, hopefully he can come home in the end. And yeah. Nothing worse than when you have to sneeze on the radio. Josh, don't feel bad about it. It happens to me all the time, and my nose is a lot bigger than yours. Um, <laughs> the seventh on the card, you're driving Foxy Dada tomorrow, and again, good field up against Black Onyx and Ma Holmes and, and horses like this tomorrow. So this will be a good test for Foxy Dada for Brian Portelli. Yeah, it's, um, she's, she's been racing very good, and she's one of the last two on the trot. So um, Black Onyx and Janet. Joe and Neil, they've got really good gate speed. So, um, and Mahomes finished good off in the three-year-old A3G Sovereign the other night. So um, it's a real hot field, and um, I'm not too sure what we're going to do early, but um, Brian will have a ready to go, and um, yeah, I think I think he'll be in the finish. Josh, what's your best chance of driving a winner in the next 30 or so hours for our Sky Sport Radio listeners who need to build the bank because it's Everest week and they want some coin in the tab account? Um, yeah, I'm going to have to go with um, Bar Riley in race three. He's, um, he's put, a, put, a, put a few good races in and um, hopefully today is David. Um, yeah, I think he's the best chance today. Josh, we appreciate your time, mate. Drive safe to Newcastle. Get round safe, get home safe. We'll be talking to you soon again on Sky Sports Radio. Cheers, thank you. That's Josh Gallagher, who tipped the Barra Riley tab habit 4.8, 1.55. So $4.80 if you want to jump on it in race three, his bestie of the day out of Newcastle. Good chance to join Kerry McDowell as our last guest this morning. Good morning to you, Kerry. How are you? Very well, thank you, Meg. Have you survived the wet weather recently? I saw you and the family were out playing in the wet the last couple of days and there's actually been fish turning up in some of the mini lakes that have formed on the farm, so it must have been wet out your way. Yeah, it was uh, It was pretty wet um, and we only had a little bit of flooding but it just managed to sort of go over the track in a small area um, and uh, when we went down just to see how it was going we managed to find yeah a handful of fish in there as well well there you go it's a it's silver lining <laughs> I'm not sure if you ate them or not but I did see the kids managed to catch a couple when they enjoyed the experience of having fish on the farm has it affected the horses at all Kerry because you've got horses racing today at Newcastle and tomorrow at Menangle um, has all this wet weather affected the ability to train them and keep them up to their peak fitness? Well, this time around, not so much, because um, it was only sort of come over the track really one day, but we managed to, to work all the horses as normal before it sort of really come up. Um, but previous floods, yeah, it really it did take a hold on um, a fair few of our horses, but um, this time around, not so much. Today you head to Newcastle, Kerry, and you've got a horse who's a pretty nippy little horse, Zen Master, in the second on the card, the two-year-old race. And look, second-line barrier draw doesn't help, but has an enormous amount of experience and more proven mile times than most of these. What chance do you give Zen Master today? Yeah, we, um, like you said, the, the, the back row is not, not ideal, but um, he's been improving with each sort of run, you know, the more experience he gets and that. So we think he's a good chance today. 
Okay, what do you do from the second line? Do you pull straight away from the marker pegs? I take it you don't want to be punching through behind the one horse on potentially the favourite for the race. Yeah, I think um, that would be the plan. Um, you know, Dean and Leighton are, are driving up there now at the moment. I think that would be the plan, you know, um, sort of getting into a, a good position to, to make his move um, when the time's right. One of your favourites, Kizza Mac, named after, well, you, is in the race eight today at 5.18. Slightly wide barrier draw, and what's worse is a couple of the favourites are drawn inside you. Yeah, she um, she's um, I mean she's she's been a nice little mare for us um, when things are going right for her. She's she's quite strong as well. So you know I imagine Leighton's probably going to do the same thing, try and get over and get in and and be up there as, as close as you can be towards the finish. Um, but you know, like you said, there's a there's a few good ones in that race as well. So she's probably just a place chance today. You get a nice enough horse in the second on the card tomorrow at Menangle, Kerry. It's a really good meeting there tomorrow, but you've got a horse called Nick of Time. The form doesn't look great, um, but I thought this horse overall was probably in the right type of race tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. We um, we have got a very high opinion of this horse. Um, he's just, uh, in the past few runs, he was doing a few things wrong, but um, he trialled really well last week, and we were super happy with the way he finished. Um, so we're we're hopeful that um, he can put it all together and, and get it right tomorrow. Colin's having another drive tomorrow. This, of course, Colin McDowell, one of the great guys of harness racing in New South Wales, in race three on Prince of Peace. Very consistent, but it's a niggly little field. There's a there's enough in this field to mean that you're going to need a bit of luck. I think yeah, definitely. Um, he, as you said, he, he's been pretty consistent for us um, of late. Um, so he, he's a chance. Um, but it just depends on what else happens in that race. The Breeders' Challenge heats are on tomorrow at Menangle. You've got Twilight Heaven in the fourth on the card, um, as you would expect from a Breeders' Challenge heat. It's a tight, tough race. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, she's, she's starting to, to regain a bit of, you know, better form um, again. Um, but there's also, yeah, like you said, a few good ones in that race too. She's, we, we believe she's a place chance. Okay, you got a good horse, and I think he's a really good horse, uh, in Black Onyx, who races tomorrow in race seven, took on the carousel and the older horses last time. He gets barrier one tomorrow. Where's Black Onyx at? Because he won his carousel heat, ran seventh in the final without a lot of luck, gets barrier one, and yes, there's some good horses in here, but... He's been racing older horses. What chance for our Sky Sport Radio listeners tomorrow? Race seven, number one. Uh, we, like you said, he he is a, a very nice type three year old. Um, he's he's strong, but he's also got the speed. Um, he's very versatile. You can you know you can lead with him. You can sit in the desk. Um, I haven't really spoken to to Dan Layton about what the plan is tomorrow on him, but I think you know we all agree he's a very good chance tomorrow. Well, it's good to have a team spread over two meetings in two days. What's your best chance for our listeners, Kerry, of Team McDowell getting a winner? Um, I would be uh, putting my money on Nick of Time um, because okay. after that last that trial last week, he, he did go very very good for us. We might do the same for those who we have no on the pace tomorrow morning. So for your harness racing fix, stick around for Wednesday morning. Nick of time is race two tomorrow 
at Menangle. Hey, Kerry, thanks for joining us, and uh, good luck with the team over the next 30 or so hours. Lovely. Thank you, Mick. Thanks for having me. It's Kerry McDowell, who has had fish turn up on her farm because there's been flooding out their way, but uh, the next couple of days is all about fishing for a winner. We thank uh, Mick Stanley for his update on the exciting rock and roll dude. Josh Gallagher is always good with his time with us on on the pace, and Kerry tipping Nick of Time, race two tomorrow. Look out for that when the fixed odds come out, tab.com.au, tomorrow morning. That's on the pace for a Monday morning. Brittany Graham will join you at 10.30 on Wednesday for our next edition.